Good evening, everybody. I'm Mark. And I'm Britton. And today we're continuing our saga of the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. With... This is... Britton is watching these against his will, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I, I, I am the prisoner of Azkaban. Ah, that's good. That's good, because the episode we're watching, or the movie we watched, was the third one. Harry Potter and the prisoner of Azkaban. Are you all right? <laughs> so, <laughs> let's just uh, dive right on and get started. Um, Britton, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we just saw? Uh, I'll do my best. Uh, so Harry Potter's doing his- Wrong! No, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> so Harry Potter's doing, uh, it, it starts off, uh, as they always do, where Harry Potter's terrorizing this poor family he's, <laughs> he's, he's living with. Yeah, that, they're, that, they're assholes. But that's because he's constantly terrorizing them. Yeah. So, uh, again, there was this, uh, kind of this bitchy aunt that, aunt uh- Aunt Marge. Yeah, that comes in and kind of starts- you know, belittling Harry's parents in front of him and for no reason. Yeah. And yeah, he pretty much turns her into a balloon and she flies away. <laughs> That's how we start our rockin' yeah. uh, movie here. So it uh then, you know, of course it always goes back to Hogwarts mm -hmm. and uh now Hagrid is a uh he he's now a teacher. Yeah. And he's teaching them about animals i guess yeah he's uh, the he's a uh he's like an animal a monster kind of yeah uh, he what, what, wild what, wild animal kind of a trainer what what did we say he was the uh the uh, hogwarts version of ace ventura yeah yeah something like that so uh he he's teaching them all about all these animals uh or this one particular one this i guess it's a griffin it's or a hippogriff thank you very much yeah hippogriff it's a griffin <laughs> and uh griffins are uh i guess maybe uh <laughs> Like oh we can't use that that's uh that that's a copyrighted uh, mythological co creature who's copyrighted Griffins Zeus that son of a bitch he owns a lot of copyrights yeah he does well he banged enough people yeah <laughs> uh, well, go on so it, so uh, they start off with this apparently kind of very proud and dangerous animal from the get go and uh, you know Harry Potter rides it and has a lot of fun and then uh, the 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 Malfoy kid tries to do it and gets bitten and. Uh, then all of a sudden, the uh, monster's sentenced to death. For some reason. Yeah, it's kind of like if a, I guess a dog bites <laughs> the mayor's son. <laughs> yeah, that dog would be that dog would be put down. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the mayor's son did to deserve it. Yeah. It doesn't matter if he was throwing tuna cans at him. Yeah, the dog is the gonna dog, get it. Yep. <clears throat> uh, so, uh, then, but that's just kind of a little little fun plot. Uh, the big looming plot is that the Dangerous and crazy Sirius Black uh, has escaped from the inescapable prison of Azkaban, which mm. is not Alcatraz at all. Not at all. No. And uh, and he's and he has some uh, a vendetta against the Potters, and he's gonna go kill Harry and make him not happy. Yeah. And then there's also these uh, Dementors who are. It's pretty much the. Uh, it's pretty much the uh, Ringwraiths from Lord of the Rings. Yep. Uh, but they fly and don't use and aren't interested in rings as much as happiness. So they're happy wraiths. Yeah, happy wraiths. And uh, they 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 take a particular interest in Harry Potter for some reason. Uh, I don't think it was. I think it was vaguely explained, but uh, I, I didn't really care. So uh, uh, they you know they they go uh, the the. Uh, the powers that be go and kill the bird, the big griffin. Mm -hmm. uh, 
they uh, find out they, they 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 find out to their surprise that a guy named Remus Lupin <laughs> is somehow a werewolf. Like his parents did not give him a chance yeah. when they named him. They're like, "Well, there's werewolves in here. We might as well name him something woofy." Yeah, and uh, you know maybe he adopted that name so people would be actually that's his thrown off suspicion. His real name was like Harvard Carrington, and they were like, "You know what? If I name myself Wolf Wolf." No one's ever going to suspect that I'm a werewolf because, you know, people don't like werewolves in this world. I, I have a feeling like he chose that name, you know, as an alias and also because his, his name is probably something stupid like Leslie, Leslie Cobbleflop or something like that. Like they have a lot of odd names either in the Harry Potter world or just in Great Britain yeah. itself. Like Neville Longbottom is such a That's strange... a porno name. Yeah. <laughs> but go on. And, uh, so, uh, uh, you know, things, a lot of stuff happens, like they turn, it turns out that, uh, Ron's rat is, is the guy who, uh, betrayed Peter Pettigrew, that guy, and, uh, so, uh, he turns, you know, they change him back to a person, and, uh, then they, uh, Sirius Black and, uh, uh Remus Lupin, uh, oh, it's ridiculous, and, uh, uh, they they tried and and kill the the rat man, but the Harry Potter says no, and uh, you know, they they go to turn him in, and he just turns back into a rat and runs away. And uh, they have to at the end, um, they have to use a time machine to oh, spoilers yeah to basically save the hippogriff and uh yeah and Sirius Black from being kissed and uh then that's it yeah they they uh Harry Potter has to use a time machine to save himself yeah basically and they live happily ever after for the rest of that semester yeah he gets his he gets a new broom and flies away yeah and yeah and that's it that's where we end it yeah and uh so when i first saw this movie i wasn't a fan um, especially because there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things in the book that they either just cut out or yeah. they kind of uh, did differently and I wasn't a big fan of. Um, like, like what? For instance, uh, Harry doesn't get the broom at the end of the book. He gets it like halfway through before they even know that Sirius Black is a good guy. And they're All like, right. we don't know where this came from. So they have to like take it apart and search it for magic. And it takes like weeks and weeks and weeks before <laughs> he even gets it. Like, like piece by piece, they dismantle it, you know? Uh, I'm kind of glad they they cut that out because that seems tedious and dumb. Well, I mean, it's just off in the background. I kind of like that uh, that idea of like there's a dark wizard running around, and all of a sudden a mysterious gift shows up. Yeah. We have to make sure there's nothing dark about it, and so they you know there that's a big plot point. And um, one of the bigger plot points that they really don't go into is first yeah. of all how Sirius escaped from Azkaban. Yeah. Oh, that is that address? Yeah. Yeah, and it actually makes a lot more sense. There's a lot of things that make more sense. Of course, that's why you read the books. If they try yeah. to put everything in a book in the movies, it would be like six hours long. I I kind of assumed, uh, a, I, I assume from what I know of the Harry Potter universe, I assumed he either used a polyjuice potion or one of those uh, forbidden spells to change his form. So it's uh, what happened, and I'm going to talk, this, this is going to be me geeking out for a few minutes. Um, yeah, enjoy. So now I'm indulging you. Yes, exactly. This is, uh, so, uh, Remus was, or I'm sorry, uh, Sirius Black was born on, in the heart of a star. Um, <laughs> no, uh, 
Remus Lupin has been a werewolf since basically like he was very young. Oh, yeah. Um, and when he was in Hogwarts, he was a werewolf and every full moon he would lose his shit and run around and they were thinking about kicking him out. Um, and, uh, Sirius Black, uh, Peter Pettigrew, and James Potter, uh -huh. they learned this powerful, um, spell to transfigure themselves, to become animals. Okay. That's why they're animals. Like animorphs. Yeah, and not everyone can do that. In fact, like, almost nobody can do it. It's such a high power spell, but they, you know, these teenagers, they practice and practice until they can do it, mm -hmm. which is why everyone can become it. And they do it because in animal form, he's less of danger to them, and they guide him into the Shrieking Shack, and uh -huh. they kind of keep him company while he screams and torments himself because he's a werewolf until it wears off. Huh. And that's why everyone thinks it's haunted, you know, because that's him shouting in there. And uh, as we go on, nobody knows that he's an animagus because you have to, like, get a special license from the government to register yeah, yourself okay. as one and when they uh, when they uh, take Sirius Black away um, that's how he escapes because they don't know he's an animagus and so uh -huh. and the reason he escapes is they they briefly go over they very briefly even talk about it but um, in the beginning it shows that uh, Ron and his family won this like big trip to Egypt and their pictures were in the paper and yeah. uh, Sirius saw that and recognized his rat friend, who he used to walk around with, ah. and he put it all together. He's like, oh shit, like, this is, you know, this is guys in Hogwarts, this is trouble, and that's yeah. why he escaped. So I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And there's lots of other little things that I'm glad they cut out, but are, to me, kind of funny. Like, um, after, <laughs> after the Hippogriff incident, yeah. uh, Hagrid is not really doing a lot of like, serious monster stuff in his class. He just has him take care of, like, these worms. <laughs> and he's like, every day, he's just like, just feed the worms. I don't know what else to do. And then they... Top bag. And then they die. <laughs> because the they Yeah, because they, they fed him too much. <laughs> and for some reason, it always just tickled me. Like, <laughs> So, anyway. Yeah, the first time I watched this movie, I was actually not a fan. I was like, ah, this is uh, the black sheep of the, the group. Um, but as I watch uh, it more and more, I'm like, no, this is actually pretty good. It's probably my favorite one. I was going to say, I thought this was a fan favorite movie. It, it, the more I watch it, just the more I really, really enjoy it. Um, I think it's all because of... Uh, I think it's better paced than all the other ones. I mean, it's uh, yeah. 40 minutes shorter, so I guess that's going to happen too. Well, yeah, well I, I, we also didn't watch, I think, the extended edition this time. Thank goodness. Yeah. Because um, I like Harry Potter, but not, not three hours worth. No. And... Uh, once you once you put a Gary Oldman in a movie and say just go nuts have have as yeah, much fun yeah. as you want then all of a sudden it turns out the movies are more interesting yeah though unfortunately he was just in it for a for a handful Towards of the, the movie end, yeah. yeah once he pops in and starts doing it I did my waiting twelve years of it in you know, Azkaban I'm like okay this is yeah. good so what are your thoughts this is the whole uh, journey uh, it was. I, uh, for for someone who I guess is a layman for the, in in the Harry Potter universe, I guess it was a it was an all right movie. Uh, it it was like I don't think I'd ever w want to see it again. Mm -hmm. But uh, I I wouldn't have been uh, impatient. I I thought it was a fun little adventure, uh, and uh, it, I think it would have entertained me for for the duration of it. It's really the only one that doesn't deal directly with Voldemort. Like Yeah, you're right. Part one, you know, he's he's riding a unicorn or something. I don't know, I forget. Uh part two, it's his uh, it's his like ghost, 
you know, his his, his young ghost. And then this one, you're like, <laughs> we'll just talk about him, but you know, he's not he's not actually he's just waiting this year, he's just hanging out. Like he had to take a sabbatical for tax reasons. He was like, listen, I can't keep doing evil unless uh, he's wearing the green visor. He's like. If I keep doing evil this quarter, then uh, I stand to lose uh, a significant portion of my uh, my liquid assets. Uh, wh- what's what's the name of their currency again? Uh, galleons. Gal galleons. Galleons. Huh. I, I want to say that that's a real currency, like back in the you know way back in the day, but I don't know. They. I mean, it's possible they still have candles and everything. They haven't upgraded uh, to lights or vacuum cleaners. Yeah, that's right. Uh, why, like, watch, they, they know the, the secret of electricity. The se- electricity to them is made of human souls. They're, and they're like, we can't possibly condone using human souls to power our our, our lights. We, we'll just use candles and, made from human bones. <laughs> like, and that's what we're doing. We're just burning hundreds of trillions of souls. But with population exploding, like, we won't have souls to run out of. Yeah, that is not a renewable resource. Souls? Hmm. Alright, we're not gonna get into that. Uh, we, we tapped into the chamber of guff. Like, we are... We are clo- oh gosh. We are... <laughs> we are close to, yeah. uh... To discovering a big secret that, uh, that big electricity doesn't want us to find out about. <laughs> it, which is, it's soul-powered. Hmm. The first... The first light bulb was lit and was was powered by the soul of Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> it was uh, the filament was made from a single strand of his hair. Hmm. And it just like you turn it on and they had to get rid of it because it just kept on saying prostitutes, prostitutes. <laughs> and they're like, I don't know what's wrong with this damn light bulb. Like, or maybe that's uh, maybe that's uh, where where they get uh, the film. Maybe not uh, Benjamin Franklin's hair. Maybe Superman's single strand hair that can hold up like a, <laughs> a five thousand pound uh, wrecking ball. And it just it just goes forever. Like, and they they put that in a filament, and it's uh, they, they use that to uh, light lighthouses. <laughs> and every time they use it, even if it's just a single strand of his hair, it's connected to his soul. So he just yeah. feels a little weak. Like, <laughs> like he it's not kryptonite that's doing it. It's just all the power that they use. Like it, it just saps it from him. And it's like it's just a coincidence that every single time he's around kryptonite, it's like that happens. Yeah, like they. You know, it, when when Superman's fighting, they uh, they light all the lighthouses uh, in <laughs> in support. I think that Kryptonite actually is powered by you know electricity, and that's what's going on. So maybe Superman's weakness is actually electricity. Yeah, yeah, I, I can get behind that. Like he thinks he's you know he's so big and bad and everything, and then uh, like he gets struck by lightning, and that's what kills him. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, huh? I- <laughs> If he was struck by, I don't know, because there's there there might be something here to it because the sun renew regenerates him. Yeah. So Superman might be solar powered. Ah, uh, so he's oh he is solar powered. Yeah, but isn't it, I forget Superman? We've we've gotten off track. Yeah, we'll get back. But to we'll it. get back. But uh, like I forget the lore. Isn't like our sun the wrong sun? Like he needs a red sun. Or red sun, actually, if I if, if I remember correctly, yeah, uh, red a red sun would keep him at, normal. Yeah, a normal human level, but it's yellow sun that makes him uh, have superpowers. So on Krypton, he was just a normal person. He would have been a normal baby, just like everyone else. They can't really fly on Krypton or anything. So, so it, since he came, 
Uh, so since he came to uh, uh, our planet, Yellow Sun goes, Planet, yeah. So if I were to use my knowledge of star sizes and star types, mm -hmm. uh, Krypton was probably originally orbiting a, a, a red dwarf type star, uh, tidally locked, and uh, <laughs> and it. it it wasn't. It's not the uh, the type of star that does it for him that makes him weak. It's all the radiation because you would have to be so close to a red dwarf, but also the radiation. Hmm. And when uh, and since he came to our planet with a nice with a nice thick magnetic field. Yeah. And uh, and a bright and a bright yellow dwarf star that's far enough away, not so far that we can't get irradiated by. Uh, sunburn, but far enough away. So it, it saps it like a red sun would sap his power because it's too much radiation. Yeah. You know what, Britain? I'm gonna take back everything I said about you. Yeah. Yeah. You. No, you've earned this. Oh, thank you. Did you actually? Did you actually buy this for that bitch? Yes, I did. I, I bought <laughs> it. I was like, when am I gonna use this? Tell the people what it is. It is a crunch bar. Uh, it is. It's literally the same scene from uh, the opening of Ghostbusters <laughs> when. When Egon explained to uh, Peter Venkman and, and Raymond Stantz uh, that they would be able to capture and contain ghosts. Yeah, I, I kept this here all day because I was like, I'll do it during a podcast, maybe if he makes if he does anything sciency, and which uh, I w was even odds. Uh, you're, you're you're almost guaranteed at least once an episode. I'm going to go into a diatribe. So yes, I, I saved that there for uh, for all day. <laughs> it's probably melted right now. It's, uh, Actually, it's still still fine. Okay, good, good, good. So you've earned it. Oh, thank you. Um, so now back to Harry Potter. Now back to magic. Yeah. <laughs> and well, not science. So here- well, now that we brought Superman into- into things, like, how- how would the wizarding world, like, let's say, uh, Superman goes bad. Okay. Uh, like- Like Bizarro Superman. Like Bizarro or, Superman. Or- or with the red kryptonite. Yeah, yeah, or, uh, <laughs> that alternate universe where he lands in the Soviet Union. Okay. And, uh, he has to fight the wizarding world, like- Yeah, they win. The Wizarding World? Yeah, Avada Kedavra. That's, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. Like, that that kills all life. Yeah, that would kill, except for Harry. That's why Harry is such an anomaly, because uh, it is, has a 100% success ratio until that moment. Huh. And so, like, it doesn't matter if it's a, like, if it was a giant that is, like, 40 stories tall. Avada Kedavra, like, it would kill Megatron. Really? Yeah. Because uh -huh. it's not, it's not... Attacking the physical body, it is basically just destroying the soul. Well, well now we're uh, now we're getting into sticky territory because now we have to think: Is Megatron alive? Hmm, that's a good question. Is Megatron or Optimus Prime are they are they living beings? Well, that that's a tough thing to answer. Well, if we go by the shitty movies, uh, there was a robot afterlife. That's true. That for some reason, uh, Sam was invited Sam, to. Sam was invited to. Uh, I, I don't understand. I guess he he met all the other primes, like the the primal primes. Yeah, well, he, that's actually that's coming up. I think. Yeah, actually, I, I'm not interested in seeing that movie at all. But uh, I will still see it because yeah. I'm like, all right, let's let's see what they do with Beast Wars. I, I I grew up. I did like Beast Wars growing up. I never watched it. Um, I just know of it. However, uh, this isn't directed by Michael Bay. That's and good. it's probably produced by him, though. Yeah, I mean, but so was the Bumblebee movie. The Bumblebee yeah, movie was good. was good, not great, but it was still a good movie. It was the only, I'd say, 
good <laughs> Transformers movie. Yeah. Um, the first one's okay. I mean, all of them are okay to a certain extent. That one was like, wow, this is actually, you know, good. So if it's that same universe, it might be good as well. Yeah. Or it might be, wow, this is as bad as uh, the other ones. Yeah. So we'll find out. So, I, I don't know, like, getting back to Superman, I... I, I want to say he could somehow get out of an Avada Kedavra. Like you think it would bounce off him? That that's like I don't I I don't know like uh, th here's here's the problem I don't know how either of these things work <laughs> I don't know how uh, I don't know how the magic works and I don't know why Superman works. All right, so I guess we'll, we'll do it. Uh, we'll do this. We'll do this in a very logical sense. All right. Um, Avada Kedavra. Would you uh, again? You don't know a lot about it, but. Yeah. You do know that Avada Kedavra is the killing curse, and yeah. uh, what it does, it doesn't affect the body, it just basically... Shatters the soul. Yeah, you're dead. Okay. Um, so, Transformers it might be hard, but we can't disagree that Superman, above all, is still a... Well, he's not a person, actually, he's an alien. He's an alien, but he's a, he's a living creature. Yeah, he has... Yeah, exactly. He's a living creature, a biologically living creature. And he's sentient. Yeah, so I, I feel that Vada Kedavra would kill him. Huh. Uh, that's... That's almost cheap. Like, it's... Like, yeah... Cause, like, I don't know... I know they're unforgivable curses. Like, even even in... So, like, I, I you said they're unforgivable curses, but... Are there no exceptions? Um, I can say there are. There's only one exception, which happens in the next movie. Oh. Um, I guess because the guy got a special permit to use it for demonstrative purposes. But uh, everything else, like you know, like self-defense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the. I don't know what the wizarding laws are. I don't know if like if we have. Um, if we just have a, a serial killer, like we're in a scream type situation, yeah. and he's just Avada Kedavraing everybody, if you can Avada Kedavra him, or if you could, uh, if you could just had could only capture him, like what? Nope, Expelliarmus, now you're going to jail. Like what if, like my lawn has a lot of grubs in it, and I want to get rid of those grubs? Can I Avada Kedavra my lawn? Hmm. Yeah, and with and if I did, is that an unforgivable curse, or is that only unforgivable to the for, to the grubs? I'm gonna say that in order to do that, you'd probably I'm gonna say they would probably let you do it. Yeah. However, you would definitely have to go to Magic City Hall and get like a and special a permit. permit for it. Yeah. And I yeah I <clears throat> I imagine I would be denied. Yeah. Like it's it's like saying going to City Hall and saying. All right, I'm going to take my shotgun and start shooting the grubs in the <laughs> ground uh, until they're gone. All right, well, you can give you a permit for a pesticide. Yeah. Which I guess the wizards also have. Yeah. Do they? Hmm. Like I, they, I, they are stuck in the past. Yeah, they're they're kind of stuck in the Victorian era, and and I would I would imagine that yeah everything they have is just based on magic. Like I I imagine if they had to get rid of it, they would use a special. Grubbo spell, which sucks yeah. all the grubs out and then into like one ball, and then they just kind of, <laughs> yeah, just one squish and it's done, you know. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah, but I don't want to do it that way. I want to use a killing curse. <laughs> all your flowers just wilt. <laughs> ah, shit! I missed. Ah, and I got the, I got, I got the neighbor's cat. Whoa! Damn it! And Mr. Wilson. Mr. Wilson. 
Wilson! Nevada Cadabra. Mr. <laughs> Just... His skateboard rolls to a slow stop. <laughs> now I have the the the, the... the... the slingshot. Martha, you might... you might as well keep your nose clean around me. <laughs> They'll never catch me, never! <laughs> and he just... was never seen again. Uh, he's in Barbados, you know, enjoying a Mai Tai. <laughs> I want to say, uh, I'm kind of curious now what Scream would look like in the wizard universe. Uh, I... Because I imagine it's not a, you know, it's not Ghostface running around with the knife. Yeah. You know, it's Ghostface running around with a magic wand. Yeah. Cadavering uh, people. Here, it's, it's a strange thing because, like, it, it, it brings me back to that one scene in the, in the movie, uh, where... The uh, Harry Potter's throwing snowballs at uh, at Draco Malfoy because Draco's being a piece of shit as usually as usual, and uh, but he doesn't know where the snowballs are coming from, and I'm guessing I'm assuming they think it's a ghost. Okay, yeah. And but the thing is, there's ghosts <laughs> everywhere in that place. Yeah, they don't even. They don't even show the best ghost in yeah. all the books uh, in any of the movies. Oh, what's the best ghost? So there's a ghost named Peeves. And uh -huh. he's just a loud, big, fat asshole. <laughs> and he does all he can to make the, the lives of the, the teachers absolute hell. Yeah. Like, he's just a prankster. Oh, okay. And the only- in all the all the movies, he's just a complete prankster and kind of a dick. And the only person, or the only people, that Peeves ever respects is the Weasley twins. Huh. Because they are- Yeah, they're also yeah. pranksters. And he's the only one, like, he gives them a salute of respect, like, you know, and uh, at one point. And he's the only thing that's not in the movies that really ought to be. And, uh, huh. Oh. Oh, yeah. that's cool. That's all. But, you know, it does- It- But, getting back to the, uh, the ghosts, it, it begs the question, what- what would scare these people? I know the Dementors kinda scare them because they, they suck your happiness away yeah. and, and eventually, I guess, kill your, you know, kill your, take your soul? Yeah, kind of. You go brain dead, but I think their soul is absorbed. That's the thing that gets crushed by, uh, I guess, the Avada Kedavra is that little... Oh, uh, yeah. Only, you know, there's no brain activity, it's just all death. Oh, okay, so it's not even your brain dead, you're just dead. You're just dead, dead. So, alright. You know, it's kind of a weird, you know, it's kind of a weird, like, broken, uh, curse because, I mean, we've been playing a lot of magic lately. Yeah, and, Magic the Gathering. Yeah, not, uh, not, not wizards. Um, and we have, uh, there were some cards in there that were like, this is just, this is broken. Yeah. Now, I think Avada Kedavra is a spell that's just broken and they just kind of try to take it out of circulation by making it unforgivable because it's like, not only can you kill somebody like Superman, but it also splits your soul and make you immortal. <laughs> oh, really? Kinda. There's, um, the, that's like the big, the big thing about Voldemort is he can keep on coming back because he's, uh, he's done so much killing that he's able to split his soul up and, uh, to different places and he does it on his, uh, he does it on his own. Not everything, I don't think every single person he kills does it, but if he yeah. really, uh, really makes a, I guess, a conscious effort, he can fracture his soul and put it in an object if he wants. So... I know, I, I know that's the concept of the Horcruxes. Yep. Uh, but what do you have to be so, uh, soul? You have to be so evil that your soul becomes brittle or something. Well, you have to do something so heinous that your soul sh fractures. Huh. And and it, what was it, Harry Potter? 
Well, he does it a lot of times, but Harry Potter um, was just the like the most recent one. Like by this point, he's already had his Horcruxes, oh, so right. he's as far as he's concerned, he's invincible. Okay. Um, now I have a fan theory that uh, there's gonna be go. there's gonna be spoilers here, um, but uh, uh, Dumbledore has taken a life. Yeah. This is this is almost canonical. Um, All right. Because he fights this uh, this this strong wizard in like the fifties or the twenties or whatever, and uh, in the crossfire between this like great wizard battle, his sister gets killed. Okay. And he doesn't know if he did it or not. Oh. And so I like to believe that whether or not he did it is in material. I still think that it 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 caused his soul to shatter, and so he himself has a Horcrux. All right. Now I think his Horcrux is in the phoenix which means that he can never die even if even if the phoenix dies yeah because the phoenix will just be reborn but how, then how does he die um well the same way that quote-unquote voldemort dies which is you know in harry in the first harry potter before all this like the killing curse rebounds and he just puff, yeah. puffs out of existence but he oh. but the reason he can still keep on coming back is because of these horcruxes he's not dead dead until they're all destroyed so I think that when uh, Dumbledore dies, he's not spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. He's not really dead. Like if he so if they did a spell, the the same ritual they did with Harry, or if he drinks enough unicorns, um, <laughs> he could probably come back to full strength. Uh, Dumbledore. All right. So he he's kind of like he he's about as dead as Obi Wan is. Yeah, he's uh like run Luke run and all yeah. that stuff. But once uh, once you're dead dead, like there's no there's no coming back from that, like the thing. Yeah. Uh, though that does beg the. Now I have a question. How would the Wizarding World uh, go against Darth Vader? Hmm. Because <clears throat> he's more I, machine now than man. I know he's more machine now than man, and he would definitely have a few Horcruxes by now after those younglings. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but let's say he doesn't. Let's say uh. They don't believe in whatever the magic of the Harry Potter world is, and they just use the Force. Is the Force strong enough to counteract an Avada Kedavra? Well, here's the question I was going to ask about that. If they shoot the Avada Kedavra, could he deflect it with his lightsaber? Uh, well, uh, it, an Avada Kedavra, is that just, is that that, uh, like, that laser blast that comes out of the, yeah, uh, the green, yeah, the yeah. green one. I want to say he could just block it with the force in general. That's true. Um, all those midichlorians and everything. Yeah. Just, hmm, that would be a good battle. I'd like to see him just go down just start slicing wizards up because what are they going to do? Uh, well, I imagine they could... Uh, huh, he, he might be able to block an Avada Kedavra, but I don't know about an Expelliarmus with his... Uh, the lightsaber? Lightsaber. Now, but, yeah, I don't know. Now, here's a quick... It's almost like a rock, paper, scissors thing, but it's yeah. like, all right, um, wizards beat Superman. Yeah. Superman beats Vader. <laughs> Vader, Vader beats, beats wizards. wizards. So wizard, Vader. Yeah, uh, wizard, Vader, Superman. <laughs> uh, or a wizard, Superman, Vader. Uh, uh wizard, Vader, Cal. <laughs> Cal, yeah, because yeah. Superman's way too many. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, I like that actually better than rock paper scissors. One, screw that! Yeah. Screw that dumb shit from a uh, Big Bang Theory. All right, so I don't know what that was. Uh, the Spock, rock, you know, rock paper scissors lizard Spock or something like that. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, I'm gonna say Vader is 
Vader is the scissors thing. That's yeah, v. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Rock would be, of course, uh, Superman. Uh, representing Red Kryptonite. Rep Rock would be no. He's Superman. That represents. Uh, well, wait. Vader beats Wizard. So Wizard. So Vader. So Wizards have to be paper. Yeah. He, all right. So that makes sense because we're always writing stuff. Yeah, they they have parchments. And then that means. Wizards cover Superman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, I can get behind this. So, we're beating around the bush here, but... Uh, yeah, we gotta get to the, the inevitable. So, um, I was actually thinking about while watching this movie, and I do have some, at least some ideas about it, but... Yeah, me too. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about Ernest. Yeah. The the Prisoner of Azkaban <clears throat> starring Ernest P. Ernest P. Worrell and the, 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 the bad... What was it? The, uh, the scary, the scary dog prisoner. <laughs> uh, scary uh, dog man. Uh, uh, Ernest P. Whirl and the, uh, and the, uh, uh yeah, uh, the scary dog. Yeah, the scary dog. Okay. Uh, and, uh, so who is Dr. Otto, uh, the guy in Azkaban? Hmm, that's a because is it ha you know whoever uh, Sirius Black is, it has to be one of Ernest's characters. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say Doctor Otto. I think that's actually the perfect. Uh, yeah, because I can't. There's no other real. Uh, maybe uh, the only other criminal I could think of is Bad Ernest from Ernest Goes to Jail, <laughs> which may or may not be the, the Ernest. It might have been Doctor Otto as or, well. Or we we had a theory that. The bad Ernest was actually the no no hand Ernest. Yeah. And Doctor Otto got turned into the fun Ernest. Yep. And uh, like the the no hand. Well, here we go. The yeah. no hand Ernest um, is the one that was in the commercials and was slowly corrupted. Yeah. And uh, that's why he became bad. And uh, eventually, eventually, so at some point, uh, Ernest or Doctor Otto has that hand surgically removed. Because there are a lot of times where he takes the hat off and there's no hand. That's fair. And uh, so that that's the only explanation I I can is that you know he cut off the hand to assume Ernest's identity. So uh, I guess if if that's true, then yeah, it would be him who breaks out. Yeah. And uh, which would be which would be weird because then it would have to be no hand Ernest that Ernest that's. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, that that's there. Well, I, I imagine this is the the Harry Potter Ernest is not within the canon of our Ernest. Okay. Like th this is a whole different universe. <laughs> or we could just keep it as uh, you just keep it as serious. Like everyone's the same except for Ernest. Uh, but or we could have uh, Doctor Otto. Uh, all right, we'll get back to that. Yeah. So. Uh, Doc, the dog be, has like a hand on top of it. That's how you know. <laughs> As a paw. Yeah. <laughs> but go on. Uh, so, uh, it's it's gonna be interesting. So, what do you think? Uh, let's start off uh, with the boggart. Yeah, I was gonna ask. There's two things I did want to talk about before we really yeah. get into plot. One of them is the boggart. Yeah, what I, have, would Ernest... I know what the I know what the your other one's gonna be. Okay. And uh, uh, I I want to hear that too. But yeah, the boggart. All right. So what? What is the what is because a bogger in the movie is yeah. um it's just a formless uh, entity of fear and whatever you fear the most is what the bogger is and when you break when you destroy it you have to cast ridiculous which makes you, you know, turns it into something funny yeah um like my fear of course would be commitment and uh, <laughs> no. 
No, but uh, let's say you're afraid of spiders. Well, then a spider's yeah. going to pop out and you... Yeah. Poof, you know. So what would be uh, Ernest's boggart? What would be the thing that he's afraid of? Like the... my. Like my knee, uh, my knee-jerk reaction would be the troll from Ernest Scared Stupid. Okay, but he didn't really seem that scared. Like he, he was, he was kind of badass and beating the shit out of it on that truck. Yeah, he wasn't afraid of it at all. In yeah. fact, he stood face to face to it with his battle of me act. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think that if something he's afraid, of, it's going to be like it's something almost beyond the comprehension of yeah. a normal mind, like a coat rack. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> and I have a feeling I have a feeling we uh, like, there is something in uh, some of the Ernest movies that might address something he, his uh, his phobic fear, but I am damned if I can remember. Like, I'm trying to think of all of them, like, because uh, what, what do you fear if you're a man who lives without consequence? Yeah. Like, maybe that turtle that bit his nose in, uh, <laughs> Ernest, uh, goes to camp? Like, I, not even, not even that, like, he, cause he doesn't feel pain or remorse or anything. Yeah. He, well, the only thing I could think of that, it, that is something he genuinely dislikes is, uh, plunging toilets. Hmm. Ew. I actually have a, have an almost sillier explanation. Okay. Like, it's actually Jim Varney. The, the actor himself. Yeah, like, or maybe even an, or a serious Ernest who doesn't have fun anymore, and that's what he fears most. <laughs> hey, I'm Jim Varney. Yeah. How's it, how's it going? I'm Jim Varney. Ugh, ridiculous! And then it just turns to Ernest. Ah! 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 I'm out of cadaver! And he's uh, just covered in soot. Uh, I was going to say, Neville Longbottom then just collapses. Because <laughs> apparently everything bad in the universe happens to Neville Longbottom. So he gets hit by the Avada Kedavra? Yeah, and Both then, of them. <laughs> yep, and, uh, I, I guess we have two ways to go about that. We can either kill him, or, uh, he becomes, like, another Harry Potter. I actually have a third option, yeah. where it... it Speak to me. Waves his uh, waves his hat in front of Neville and throws yeah. some water on him. And for some reason, it just revives him. Like, I don't think that Ernest Avada Kedavra really worked full effect. <laughs> it's it's like being tased. Yeah, like to him, he just you know he he just has his hair poofed out and everything. Like he he used Ron's broken wand from the second movie. Yeah, and it's just it's just he's all he's a little disheveled, but yeah. uh, he's all right. <laughs> I came, I saw, I got blowed up. <laughs> and that that's that's all yeah. that happens. Like he doesn't know how to, what a vodka cadaver does, you know. Uh, he doesn't know what any of this stuff is. <laughs> like his he's most excited about feeding those worms. Like <laughs> I actually don't think he would because don't forget, he hasn't cast a single spell in our movies yet. That's true. So like ridiculous doesn't work and it's just you know, bur boring Ernest, and he's like trying, like, ah, ridiculous, ah, ah, ridiculous, and finally he just he like punches him, <laughs> <laughs> just punches him back into the wardrobe, ah, and he like locks <laughs> it up with a chain, and that is how you do it. <laughs> That's how you deal with a baggard. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, 
And then Lupin ends the class just like the other time. Yep, like, uh, alright, let's go. Uh, like, the every time the bogger comes out now, it's just has- its jaws dislocated, no matter- <laughs> No matter what it be what shape it becomes. And, and that's how you know it's a bogger and not a real monster because <laughs> it's just- it, it has floppy jaw. And, ooh, like we can actually keep a pin in that. All uh, right. And we'll, we'll talk about that later because okay. I have some ideas. All right. Um, so now my second question yeah. is, uh, and it might be the same as yours, but everyone has a different Patronus. Yeah, they, uh, that was mine. Okay, so, man, we've- We've been doing comedy way too long together. We both had the same I two earnest Harry Potter questions. I don't want to quantify how many years. Uh, just too much comedy, but... I, I, I do wonder what his Patronus would be. Like... It's First off, it's going to be something stupid. Like a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> not not like an old 1950s vacuum. Like the big shop vacuum. You know? like it's it's like it's the vacuum from uh the Brave Little Toaster. Okay, yeah, go uh, on. But that you know, th that's just the the that's just the top of it. We, there are so many different Patrona we can give this guy. Like do like I mean, clearly I I, I bent the rules because it's not an animal. And they it usually have are. to be. It doesn't have uh, to be. They usually are. I can't I can't say for 100 percent sure though. You know. Uh, uh, I think it's a jackalope. A jackalope? Uh, yeah. Like the jackalope from America's Funniest People. Is there any other jackalope? No, no there's not. That's the can blue. Now catch me. Yeah. Where'd you go then, buddy? Yeah. You're supposed to get those ghosts. What are they? Hmm. What if Rimshot is his Patronus? And. Uh, hmm. That's not funny. <laughs> the dog itself is just. is just. Expecto Patronus. <laughs> it just pops <laughs> out. And it just runs away. Yeah. Oh. Come like, out. Maybe he thinks this is Patronus, but again, he doesn't know how to cast magic. Yeah. So, like, the dog just, you know, jumps out and he thinks that's his Patronus. Like, go get him, boy! Like, <laughs> like there's a subplot throughout the entire movie about this dog getting into mischief and, like, he falls into a, uh, a tub full of Christmas lights. <laughs> and it comes out. Yeah. And he's all shining. There's my- there you go, Rimjab, my Patron- Rimshot, it's my Patronus. <laughs> it's just- Expecto Patronus! I did it! I did it! He looks at he, he looks at the, the wand and then mugs to the camera. <laughs> I did magic! <laughs> it wasn't my daddy! <laughs> and uh although another part like yeah. another part of me really wants the dog to be Peter Pettigrew. <laughs> yeah, oh that would be that would actually be uh that would that would work. I would like that if uh yeah, so we know, uh, what, I guess, what are the their animals, like a familiar or something? Yeah. Uh, so we know Rimshot would be, like, his familiar instead of, I guess, an owl or whatever the hell Harry Potter has. Yeah, Harry's is an owl. And, uh, so we still, so what's his Patrona? I want to say a hippo. Hmm. Uh, hmm. If we have to go the animal route. No, I'm thinking a dinosaur. <laughs> a dinosaur? Yeah. What's a very undignified dinosaur? Uh, I was gonna say, uh, I mean, obviously, like, you want to think of the cool, but yeah, T-Rex would be too cool for it. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a doof. Yeah, um, I, I want to say, uh, Stegosaurus. <laughs> Although that's my favorite dinosaur, yeah, too, so. I, I, maybe, I think a dinosaur's too cool. Okay. Uh, maybe. A flower. I, I want to say. Sunflower. It, it's just a flopping fish. <laughs> it's just a fish that's. Like, it's a bass, but... Go get him, boy! 
Yeah, get him, get the ghost. He, he picks it up with his hands and starts throwing it at the- And it just goes into the water in the <laughs> lake in front of him. Swims away. Ugh. Which, which is perfect because there's no guarantee that the fish wasn't just there before. <laughs> like the- like, cause the, the- I guess the frozen lake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he's, it's, a, it's a funny concept for him to just try to pick up this fish and keep on throwing it at the Dementors. Like, maybe he just grabs the fish by the tail and starts beating the Dementors with it. Hmm. So I have another, uh... It's like one, it's like one of those, uh, bioluminescent fish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I did it! I did it! I did it! And he just starts whacking at yeah. the- and the Dementors are completely confused. Uh, but it's so much so that they get the hell out of there. Yeah. He, I, I like to imagine he is un... Like, he is the one soul that the Dementors just can't get to. <laughs> like, he is too stupid. <laughs> like, he is... Like, he's so stupid that he doesn't know how to be miserable. And, uh, like, towards the end when they're about to do... We, we can change things around a little bit, but, yeah. uh, when the Dementors are trying to do a kiss, they try to do it on, uh, the on what they think is their enemy, which is yeah. Ernest, and they do it, they take the soul out, and when the uh, Ernest sits up and they, they, they run away and they're done and they think they're done, yeah. but when the Ernest sits up, the one that got his soul taken out, his jaw is dislocated because ah. it's the Boggart that, <laughs> that got it instead. That's good. Like, Ernest doesn't even know what's happening. I, w I was gonna say that, uh, like, after he beats the uh, Dementors with the fish, uh, like it smash cuts to the next scene where the fish is on a spit. <laughs> you know, my Dementor was also quite tasty. I don't know if anyone or my Patronus was quite tasty. Mm -mm. That is good Patronus. <laughs> mm. Oh, Harry, or oh, Harry, yeah. Uh, Ernest, I don't think you should be eating that. I can always summon another one. Watch. Expecto Patron. Hmm. Eh. Eh. It's probably broken. I'll try again later. I, I think it's a seasonal thing. <laughs> Just so stupid he doesn't understand. But he, he somehow bumbles his way. Like, through every adventure, he yeah. does everything without magic. And, and, like, it's... I imagine just Dumbledore's like, Alright, uh, 50 points Gryffindor somehow. <laughs> like, he's always being led away, um, like, on their shoulders cheering. Uh, <laughs> because, like it or not, uh, Ernest is saving the day. He, he is. Uh... Against all odds. Like, he is doing it in a stupid way, but, like, at the end, like, the day is still saved. Yeah. Like, he, he it's just, he's kind of like Fry, where, when the brains come, yeah. and they, like, he, they just have no effect on him. Like, what? he's almost impervious to magic. I almost imagine that this uh, version of Ernest is, uh, much more frustrating to Snape than Harry Potter. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, Snape hates Harry Potter because of all the whole looks like the kid that used to bully me thing. Yeah. And all that other stuff. And this one is just completely different. This one is just a lummox. Uh, like, not <laughs> even. He's just a a, a, a poo-poo brain who... I, I think lummox was, okay. was, was... Lummox worked. Who just accidentally showed up to this magic school yeah and people are showering showering him with praise even though he knows absolutely zero magic like like there was a clerical error mm. when uh when Ernest was chosen to go to Hogwarts and like 
golly gee, if it if it just if it isn't working out for him. And uh, I, I imagine it's maybe it's some kind of luck thing. Mm-hmm. Like he like uh like he he has no magical abilities whatsoever, but he's so lucky that it just all works out in the end. Um, should we? So in 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 future editions of Harry Potter and future uh-huh. stories, Go on. there is a uh, a potion called Felix Felicius, Felicius, which is right. uh, basically a luck potion. Oh, and I wonder if uh, and it's it's not illegal, but it's banned in certain events, like in sporting. I get uh, because it. they feel it's an unfair advantage. It's a performance-enhancing yeah. drug. So um, I wonder if uh, if Ernest is just naturally secretes this Felix Felicius, <laughs> like he is. Like if they were to t- if they did blood samples, they would find like high concentrations of it for no reason. I, I imagine like the the wizarding world somehow finds out about it and they just have him running on a treadmill forever sweating out this potion (laughs) (laughs) just wiping himself with like a like and of course he's still in his janitor uniform Uh, of course you know he takes his hat off you know he runs his head across it hand across it and you know and they take his hat and they just wring it out into a potion (laughs) bottle you guys slurm yeah (laughs) would you guys mind turning down the heat it's uh, getting a little hot in here you little toasty, and they just, you know, they look, and it's like, it is 150 degrees in there. <laughs> in fact, he should be dead, but but uh, he's so lucky. Yep, it just, it, it all works out in his benefit. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Naturally secreting. Now, there's one last aspect I do want to talk about Yeah. with this, uh, because you mentioned it, and uh, we didn't talk about it in the last couple ones, I don't think. Okay. So... Harry obviously has the cloak of invisibility. Yeah, I think you know where I'm going with yes, this. Yes, I do. Um, and he, he's able to like see things or hear things that he ought not to have because yeah. he wears his cloak and no one can see him. But Britain had a better idea. That uh, he that he just has a blanket on him and people are ignoring <laughs> him. Like they look at him as a simpleton. Yeah. As like okay, whatever. <laughs> like what's he gonna do? He can't do. He can't even do magic. Ah, let's just ignore him. And like every now, like there's always a couple of people who just aren't in the know. Yeah. Like, what is that? Just, just let him do his thing, and then he'll. Ooh, leave. well, that's a good tw- clue. I didn't know that one. Yeah, it, he does know that the blanket doesn't eat, doesn't stop sound either. We, we, it's fine. Like I imagine he's like, they're all having a serious conversation while he's standing in the corner. But every now and again, like there's a there's a plate of cookies. And every now and again, he looks around, like, lifts up his blanket and grabs a cookie. <laughs> like, and then it's on the same table that they're having this conversation. Yeah. And I, I imagine, like, one of them gets offended, like, now see here! Like, hits his hand. Ooh. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> he pulls it back in. None the wiser. Yeah. And and that's it. Like, and it's funny because they use, they use the Cloak of Invisibility in just, like, every single movie. It, really? Book. Like, the Cloak of Invisibility, um... Uh, spoiler alert is yeah. uh, one of the Deathly Hallows. So I don't know what that is. All right, so uh, in book seven, there's um, there's supposed to be three Deathly Hallows that uh, there's a big story behind it. It's actually uh-huh. kind of cool, but one of them is a is a cloak that uh, a real cloak of invisibility because the other cloaks of invisibility are just like party props that wear off after a few uh, oh, days gotcha. or weeks. Um, there's the Elder Wand, which can. You know, like not be beaten, uh-huh. and there's the uh, there's a resurrection stone that can bring people back to life. All right, and Harry at the end of the seventh one 
seventh book has all of them. Okay, so what 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 is a Deathly Hallow? It is just these. Uh, it is supposed to be according to the lore, but you know they consider them uh, like fairy tales. But no one really knows. They yeah, are so they don't know where they came from. Well, according to the 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 myth, um, they are the they are magical objects bestowed to like a group of brothers by death himself. All right, so they're almost like the Infinity Stones. Kinda, yeah, and uh, and. The thing is, Ernest doesn't have these Deathly Hallows. No. He just has a regular blanket. He has a blanket, a stick, and a, yeah. uh, and a rock. <laughs> and that's all. That's all he has, and he thinks he's... But the fact that he thinks all this, and he has all that, that luck juice running yeah. through him, like, he gives death a run for his money. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, is, there, is there a god of luck? Now that I think about it, I guess that Bacchus. would be the fates. What? Bacchus. Back, Jim Bacchus? No, just, yeah. Bacchus. Oh, I love her. He's, I think Bacchus is the god of wine. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mr. Magoo. <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah. Huh. I think Mr. Magoo and Ernest are on the same levels of uh, as as far as luck goes. Like, they are... Maybe he's like a... Like a, a they're, they're cut from the same cloth. Like, they are beings of, of almost infinite... Uh, uh, like, infinite power. Yeah. That have... Found their don't know it and found their way onto the planet. They're they're, they're like the uh, the one male child born to the uh, the Gerudo uh, the Gerudo in uh, in the Legend of Zelda. Like the, he's like Ganondorf. So yeah, he is, he is um, just a a rarity. But n most of the time, uh, this this rare person knows it. Yeah, and they don't they don't last very long. Uh, I like to imagine like these beings don't always have a good shelf life because. They press their luck almost too much. Yeah. Like if you if you were realize that you were all luck and you know you're basically immortal, yeah. you would take it to like a natural consequence of I'm gonna jump off the Empire State Building, see what happens. I can't die because I have lots of luck, and then you're splattered. I guess. I, I think what I would eventually do is go to the casino and then get killed by the mob. That's true too. So uh, every now and again, there's people so stupid who don't realize yeah. they are the luckiest people in the world. Yep. And that's why Ernest, you know, is is succeeding uh, longer than most people have. And that's why Mr. Magoo has lasted so obscenely long, because he doesn't yeah. know how lucky he is. And, uh, yeah, Ernest, and, and that's why he got the let. that's why the clerical error happened to begin with, because is of because, luck. because of the luck. Hmm. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. I like, I like this avenue for it. It's very, uh, it's not as funny, but it's definitely an interesting. Like, I would watch the hell out of this movie. It, it yeah. Like, if there, huh? I wonder if there. That's why uh, he survived the Avada Kedavra. Just <laughs> like hit a mirror. It was just all luck. Like there was just the, 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 whatever powers of luck there are. Um. Uh, like, it definitely wasn't the love of his mother. <laughs> like it, yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> it was uh, like every every once in a trillion milliseconds. Yeah, there is just a uh, <laughs> there is just a like an appearance of a small uh, like wormhole <laughs> in just random places, and most of the time we never see him, never even come to contact. You could look right at it, never know, yeah. and it. 
hits the wormhole, goes through, and ends up hitting. Uh, it hits the wormhole, goes through to Dallas, 1963. No, no, no. I was just on the grassy knoll. Uh, no. I was just gonna say, oh, like okay. it, it goes around and hits it hits Voldemort. Like you know, that's where it opens up. All right, fair enough. It's a little bit more palatable. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Because <laughs> I don't want Ernest to be the second shooter. You know, unbeknownst oh, he, to him, he, he wasn't. That was Voldemort. Yeah, that's true. Unbeknownst to unbeknownst to Ernest, he indirectly was responsible. Like he was he was an accessory at least yeah. to it. His his luck was what ended up uh changing the world. Yes. And that's why that's why he is uh that's why he can do all this stuff. That's why like he almost can never die. Yeah. Uh, what do you think the most dangerous thing he does uh yeah, but yeah. I was going to say, what do you think the most dangerous thing he does in the wizarding world? But the, I think we, um, we're we getting ahead of ourselves in the other movies. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of dangerous things, but like, dangerous thing that Ernest could do? Yeah. Um, I, I want to want, I'm more interested in what is the thing that finally... Does know, him in? Yeah, like, you know what? I think today I'm going to wear my, my, ride my motorcycle without my helmet. I think it's cancer. Oh, that... <laughs> Jeez, too too dark. Too dark. I think, uh, like, if you're if he's that lucky, it shouldn't be an issue. I think. Uh, I, I, oh, that's why I think it is. It's like all, he used up all of his luck, and then all the bad luck that would have happened to him just Happens punches all him all at once. I, I like to think that uh, punches him right in the tumor. I like to think that it's uh, maybe not maybe not something as serious as as that. I, I just like to think that um, maybe a running runaway hot dog cart or something like that. <laughs> Uh, or just something that is so unfortunate it's like a one in a million chance yeah like you always hear those stories of like oh that baseball player got hit like you know in between heartbeats and that's a one in a billion chance you know that's what happens to him but it's something even sillier like uh, like he sneezes and that's just he sneezes at just the wrong time and just and then that's it (laughs) like what is a very unlikely scenario like He's struck by lightning three times in a row. Hmm. Or, uh... He... Hmm. The same wormhole that saved him before, uh... Like, appears and he accidentally steps into a volcano. Oh. Ugh. Or, uh... Like, spontaneous human combustion. <laughs> a the, the wormhole opens a volcano inside of him. <laughs> oh. So, like, the, the it's a microscopic wormhole. Yep. But, uh, you know, it's Oof. just, it's like in, in his, in the, like, in his torso. Actually, I'm not going to say it's, uh, it's, it's, it's in a volcano. I don't think that's, I don't think that'll be hot enough. I the think it's a the sun. I thought, I want to say that's the core of a star. Okay, here we go. And I can, I can buy that, though. Because it's, it's microscopic. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of energy that needs to get through. Like, imagine at first, like, yeah, there's been times where it's almost happened. He's like, ooh, a little bit of heartburn. You know? <laughs> I got to off the spices, boys. <laughs> and then I uh, imagine... I, I imagine it's like the... Uh, I imagine the belch is like the, the belch from uh, the mask when he eats the bomb. Oh, yeah. <sighs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> I I think that he's just sitting there. Um, maybe he's in his 50s or 60s. Yeah. And he's, he's watching the news. And he's like, I can't... Or he's watching TV. And he's like... I can't believe it. I hit the lottery again. <laughs> and then he's just a skeleton. It's either that. This might be dark as well, but oh, he's gosh. he's reading his grandkid's story. 
The end. <laughs> or uh, the end. He looks and his grandson is sleeping. I'm the luckiest man <laughs> on the <laughs> on the face of the earth. Or, or maybe it's uh, he's giving like a, a Lou Gehrig type uh, speech. I'm the luckiest <laughs> man, man. On the, the face of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's. I imagine if it was a public setting like that. Yeah. Like if, if someone is singing or talking in the middle of the stadium, especially somebody who is world renowned. Yeah. Like if, uh, like if LeBron James just started, you know, singing in the middle of the basketball court, like about yeah. how lucky he was, and then erupted into flames. I think that there would be probably a riot afterwards because yeah. people would be like, "We have no idea what's going on. Our default mode <laughs> is panic." You know, if I just saw a man erupt out of nowhere, I would probably be scared as well. Yeah. And if it's especially, again, especially a very pu famous public figure, yeah. you know, in the midst of him talking about how lucky he was, just <laughs> erupting into, is there even bone or is he just like melted? Like, luckiest I, I man think it's just ash. on the face of the <laughs> <laughs> And people are like, <sighs> like people are hitting each other with crowbars, like they don't know what to do. Do, do, they th do they do that or they think it's a magic trick? At first they, yeah. And then when the the officials and the refs are surrounding the ash pile and it doesn't look good, like some like for some reason one of the refs brings out a ruler and just measures how deep the ashes <laughs> go. They write down like four and a half inches. <laughs> like then they know, oh something's not right here. And then, yeah. like again, because I think I do think humankind's default mode is panicky mass hysteria. Well, we know that firsthand. Yeah, we know that. 100, I'm 100% I'm certain of this, and uh, yeah, I think that would happen. I think it would just be... I think he's dead, folks. And then the fight just starts. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like, I, I would like to be a fly on the wall watching that just to see the first punch randomly thrown and then just the entire place erupting into a, a Valhalla level of... I, I, I don't know. I think you're using your, Philly fan, your uh, Philadelphia bias. That's true. I mean, me being a, a Philly uh, Philly sport team fan, yeah. me being a being the type of asshole that you all hear about. Yeah. Because um, you riot when you win. Well, yeah. <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Yeah. How can you get out such unbridled joy other than rioting and scurrying up greased poles? You can write a letter and not send it. That is... That, <laughs> I don't understand even what you're saying. <laughs> What uh, what madness is this? What is that healthy? That's stupid. No 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 no. We we tear things apart. We like if that if that hitchhiking robot was there when the <laughs> Phillies won the World Series or the, or the Eagles won the Super Bowl, like we would see, be like it's a hitchhiking robot, and we would just it would be a visceration. There would be people passing his head around. Would it or were they just? Would I, I think they would bring him along to the party. Hmm. I, I think he would just, he would end up in the wrong place, like the, on top of, uh, William Penn's statue. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's actually a kind of funny thing, like, like, on normal night, you know, yeah, of yeah, course, he's, he's of course gone. you walk into Philly, it's gonna be destroyed, that's just... That's just what you do when you go into Philly. Like, someone, I, I do... That's the risk you take. I hope that the person who did that is listening, because, you know, guy's kind of an asshole, but I'm kind of curious what the mindset was walking by and seeing a robot and saying, Fuck this robot <laughs> and just smashing it. Oh, that that's like I think we know why, because you have the exact same mindset anytime you see a robot. Yeah, I do actually. 
fuck that. I'm not. I'm not down with that. But if that robot was there, like the day the Phillies won the World Series, yeah. everyone comes out like that robot would have made it to the parade. Like I have a feeling it would. It would have a jersey on of yeah. whichever of whichever team Chase won. Utley. It would be Chase Utley's jersey, and that's how he would arrive in like Virginia. Yeah. Like you know, like. And not just that, not only would it have a Phillies hat yeah. and like a Chase Utley jersey and just be covered in beer, but it would also have a tattoo. Yeah, it would have like an Eagles tattoo or a, yeah. or a Philadelphia uh, fanatic or uh, if depending on when, a gritty. Yeah, people would like this robot would have been hailed as a hero yeah. if it was just the right time. It just picked a bad time, which is like there's only been two times in the history of my life where that robot would have survived uh, two nights yeah uh, 2009 and then 2018 yeah that, that was yeah, that was it that would be that's the that was the only safe those were the only uh, safe years it could get past oh, I, I think it was 2008 was it 2008 I think it was oh. 2008 but anyway uh, 10 years apart those yeah. two tenure uh, like in like that was the beginning and end right now of yeah. like and it have to be on those dates any other time it's to be expected. You could do it on the 4th of July, and we would still smash it. You could oh, do it yeah. on Christmas, and that thing would be smashed. <laughs> Covered in batteries. Yeah. But you do it when the Eagles win the Super Bowl, like, people are going to be passing around, like, yeah, on their shoulders at, like, a, like a, like a wedding, you know? Yeah. Someone's going to wake up in bed with it. Yeah. And that's when they smash it. <laughs> it's a different kind of smashing. It's a, it's a smash of shame. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. They smash it. Oh. Oh. But anyway, that's how it arrives in whatever city it arrives in. It's pregnant. <laughs> and it's, you know, no matter what, that Hitchbot is not the same. No, it, it is not the same robot it, is, it, it was coming into Philly. But at the very least, it's still alive. Yeah. Which is if really- If you call that living. That's kind of the Philly mindset. Like, you, like you're not gonna, you're not gonna end up the same shape you go into Philly. Um, but if you get out of it, you're still alive. That, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I badmouth Philly, but I mean, I do like I do like a lot of things in Philly. I like a lot. Oh, of you're the, from Philly. Yeah, I, I like the uh, like I, I I tell people all the time. Uh, people always ask me, especially when I was down at the pole. Yeah. Um, they were like, "All right, what? Uh, like, oh, have you ever had a Philly cheesesteak?" And I'm like, literally any cheesesteak you get from any place is the same. Yeah. Like you go to any good. Like, even in the suburbs of Philly, like, we've gone to, I forget what the place was, I don't even think we can name it. Here, yeah, but, yeah, I don't want to name it. But, but pretty uh, much any mom and pop shop. And you get a Philly cheesesteak, you're going to get that greasy, nasty, yeah. like, brown bag goodness. Like, if you don't have explosive diarrhea after eating this, it's not a Philly cheesesteak. So you don't need to go to Pops or Geno's for anything like that. No. You can get a great cheesesteak almost anywhere. However, you don't even need to travel into Philly, just one of the suburbs. Yeah. However, there's... One thing which I say, go to Philly for, which is the soft pretzels. Yeah, they are they are good soft pretzels. If you're in Philly and you see the guy on the street just selling the soft pretzels without gloves and hasn't washed his hands since like ten years ago, yeah, get a pretzel from that guy because they are going to be the best soft pretzel you've ever eaten in your entire life. And you, yeah, you might get sick afterwards. You'll get the explosive diarrhea. Yeah, yeah. anything's going to give you that. But uh, it, it will be delicious. So yeah, I that's the thing I tell people. It's like Philly's known for its cheesesteaks. Uh, and it's violence, but uh, what you really need is a soft pretzel. It's known for three things. The cheese steaks, the soft pretzels, and it, the cream cheese. Yes, the cream cheese, and that's actually the best cream cheese you can it get. It is. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm sure there's more food that we have that is probably known, but... 
Uh, I think Pennsylvania in general. I'm gonna say a word that some of you might not even know. What a hoagie? No, no, everyone knows a hoagie. Well, it, actually, not hoagie every... is a regional di dialect, I thought. But it is, but people kind of still know it by now. Like, well, same guess. thing with subs and grinders. And, I guess. Um, but scrapple. Oh, I hate scrapple, but. That is like a strictly almost Pennsylvania thing, and that's something it, I try to explain to people. I guess I, I guess it makes sense. Like PA has scrapple, and then Jersey has pork roll, and pork roll is delicious too. It yeah. is. Like if you scrapple is disgusting, but if you can get pork roll, go for it. It's it's the it's the bee's knees. Yeah, scrapple is Awful. is the everything else from the pig. Like my dad used to make scrapple all the time, and mine too. Yeah, and I, I just hate it. I couldn't get over it. and. Funny thing is, there was people down there in the poll uh, who were from Pennsylvania, oh, yeah? and they were talking about how much they love scrapple. I was like, "Oh, really?" Like to me, it smells like burning garbage. It is. It is burning garbage. Yeah. Uh, so, so if you come to the if if you come to the East Coast, especially Pennsylvania, uh, especially near Philly, because it's close enough to Jersey anyway. Yeah. Um, avoid again, according to me, you might have a different opinion. Avoid scrapple. Don't even bother going into Philly for a cheesesteak. Yeah. Uh, and. Instead, get a soft pretzel and a pork roll sandwich yeah. from Wawa. And if you do get a cheesesteak, go to a mom and pop shop. Yeah. Go to, um, again, you can do it in Philly or you can go to any of the suburbs. Yeah. Um, you know, just avoid Pats and Gino's. That's like, it's, it's a it, tourist place. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. Like, I, they, they do have, uh, they do have a lot of, you know, the cheese whiz and everything like yeah. that. But like I said, just go to, uh, like, go to any place and you'll just have a, it's basically, imagine making yourself right now a cheesesteak, taking it and then just dipping the whole thing in the grease that it was made in yeah. for about 20 seconds and then they put it in a bag. There you go. That, there's your Philly cheesesteak experience. Yep. Delicious. Mm. I can go for one. I know, I'm actually thinking about yeah. uh, uh, next time we go shopping, I might pick up pork roll. Oh, yeah. Eh, make make the apartment smell like garbage. Pork roll, not scrapple. Yeah, they're the same thing. <laughs> Pork roll was delicious. Scrapple yeah, is they... no is is no good. <laughs> I I think we have a, I think we need to make a scrapple cheese steak at corner of the market. Hmm, that's a, that's actually not a bad idea. Give me give, oh, give well, me that Nestle Crunch bar back. I want to hand it back to you again. Okay. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, I burned it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, too uh, lazy. We, we might want to edit that out. That's too. That's too good of an idea not to market. I know. <laughs> They'll just hear, like, we should make a beep. <gasps> what did they say? I know. I know the tone of. This is the scientist listening for some reason. I know the tone of everything that they talk about. They most certainly talked about scrapple cheesesteaks. Uh huh. It's Einstein. Yeah, I was. <laughs> uh, he's what, still alive. What are you doing out of hell? <laughs> Don't worry about how I got that of hell. It is delicious. What was that movie where we it saw, was, uh, was Mestima? No, it was, it was one with Mestima. Uh, I forget. But yeah, there was a, an old eighties. There's old. Yeah. There was an eighties movie years ago. Uh, there was an eighties movie, uh, kind of like Crawl, uh, that you know for some reason the main person uh, goes to hell, and for some reason Einstein is frozen on a throne. And uh, yep, <laughs> and so. We don't know the name of the movie, but I can tell you two things that, if you really are that curious, might narrow it down. Yeah. So, one, the bad guy's name is Mestima. Mestima. And two, the main- uh, one of the characters, uh, I think it's actually Mestima himself, yeah. is played by Bull from Night Court. Yep. I remember there was a brick room, 
Oh, yes, yes. I think that's what started the brick room. And what was the last thing? There was another thing as well that I remembered, but I, it'll come to me yeah. afterwards. It was. It's a cheesy 80s movie that isn't good, but it really wasn't that bad. We've collected dozens and dozens of bad movies over the years. We have a menagerie of garbage. So we actually separated all the DVDs into... Uh, into different cases based on how bad they are. And they, they are, they do have the requisite skull and crossbones, so you know not to, you know, know to avoid them. Like, uh, I try to tell people, because they like, uh, people like watching bad movies with us, and with me, yeah. and I'm sure with Britain too, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I watch them on my own, oddly enough. But, uh, yeah, you do. Um, but even when I was down at the pole, and, you know, even when I'm back here, people are always like, oh, this is a bad movie, this is a bad movie, and I'm like, man, these bad movies are so, so... <laughs> these are like training wheel bad movies. I think somebody said that, uh... What was the movie we watched last night that they said was the worst movie they it ever was, saw? It was the uh, 47 Meters Down, yeah. like, un, Uncaged, which really wasn't even that bad. It, it wasn't bad. It, like, don't get me wrong, it wasn't good. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a good movie. It is a, it is a bad movie. But, but it was, it was like... It was like Dorothy opening the doors to Oz compared, compared to some of the other shit we watched. Like two days ago, we watched this movie called The Doll, Ugh. and it was just, uh, it was, it must have been filmed on a budget of, uh... $30? I'd say a box of Ritz crackers. <laughs> Cracker Jacks. Yeah, Cracker Jacks. A Cracker Jack budget, and it was just awful. And that, that's not even the worst. Again, I, down there, everyone said that the worst movie they'd seen was called The Omega Code. And I watched it with them, and it was bad, don't get me wrong, yeah. it was a bad movie, but I was like... Man, you guys think this is the worst movie you've ever seen. You're in for you're in for a rough time with me. Yeah, like I'm trying to think. Like, uh, Liquid Sky, I think was worse. That wasn't even that bad. Uh, Deathbed, the bed that eats. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I can tell you the the cutoff. And they tried to download it, or but they couldn't, obviously. Yeah. They tried to get a copy, and um, it was uh, the Amazing Bulk. That, that is that a is bad. That is a almost like. I told him, I was like, if you guys see this, it opens a door into a realm of bad movies that you never imagined. Like, we've seen that. Yeah. I think more than once. I, it's like learning, like, you're you're in the in the ninth circle of hell and you learn that there's a tenth. I, I want to say that, um, it's, it, you know, I'm sure you've heard of the Dunning-Kruger Effect. Yeah, I know uh, Dunning-Kruger. So, I want to say that there's like a bad movie equivalent where you think you see a lot of bad movies when you're watching bad movies early yeah. on, and then you hit the wall. Like, you know that down slope where it's a sharp yeah. slope down where you start realizing like, oh, this is going to take more uh, practice and design in the yeah. Dunning, you know. Um, that is amazing bulk when you realize, wow, there is so much more bad out here. Yeah, once you get into the amazing bulk, the uh, Birdemic... Uh, any of the Bob Elzebub movies. No, Bill Zabub. Bill, Bill, Bill Zabub. Bill Zabub and uh, Neil Breen. I, I, I you wanna... need to bring you need to bring yeah, the Neil Breens. I'm definitely gonna try to find some like double downs or something. Yeah. I know Jenny has a lot of copies of them. I'll find a way to steal them from her. But like, I almost want to last bit of topic of discussion. But yeah, I guess there's a debate in my head of who is the filmmaker who makes the worst movies. Like, not worst as in. Uh, quality, but quality is always a big thing, but I mean, yeah. as in, uh... The or, overall production. Yeah, like, not the content of the movie per se, but, like, wow, this guy filmed this on a freaking like, flip phone kind yeah. of bad. Like, who is the worst in, in their art form? 
Like I remember for the longest time it used to be Ed Wood. Yeah. And, and now he's a he's a genius. He's a celebrated man. Like I know Roger Corman people thought was yeah. bad. Now it's like, oh wait, he did fantastic he did it's the only the, good Fantastic Four. It's the best version of Fantastic Four I've ever seen. So I think I think to me it's a debate between Neil Breen, who uh -huh. consistently has a vision, but it's just a it, it's, his vision's impaired. Like his his <laughs> like the only vision he has is a deep hatred for laptops. Um or Bill Zebub, who there's a bit yeah. of joy and fun to his movies, but they're so poorly made that it's almost like it, it's like go to YouTube right now, gentle viewers, yeah. and type in home movies of Thanksgiving. And just find some random group of families who probably put their Thanksgiving home movies on there. Yeah. Of just people sitting around with like an old 90s VHS camcorder. That's about the same quality you'll get from Bill Zebub. Yeah. Though in in his defense, we only saw Ant Farm Dick Hole. That's true. Um, and I, that's the name of the movie. Yeah. I think the cinema snob did a uh, did a review of a movie called The Worst Horror Movie Ever Made by Bill yeah. Zebub. It was his only one he's done of them, and it looked exactly the same quality. Yeah. Although I, 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 so help me, I just, I feel that Bill Zebub has more of a spirit behind movie making than Neil Breen. So yeah. it, it's tough. I don't yeah. know. Oh, don't forget uh, Zombie '99. You always bring that up, but I, I stand by the fact that that wasn't that bad. Uh, uh, that that was, was one of the first movies we saw. Yeah. Um, as a, for bad movie night and. Uh, like we've seen much worse since then. That was that was literally shot on VHS. Yeah, and I think a lot of Bill Zibub was as well. Uh, maybe. Like we've seen some movies that were shot on video, uh, like that Muckman one. Oh, I I don't even remember that one. Yeah, it was. It was uh, uh just about a a Muckman, and they were kind of doing a Blair Witch type knockoff. Oh, I, were they? But I don't. I think it was before Blair Witch, so. Like, there were people, I think, talking to the camera, but you could tell it was just filmed on video, and it was like, man, this is awful. And at the end, they just threw a dummy muckman off a <laughs> off a cliff, and it was, like, so bad. Yeah, there was that. Yeah. What was the uh, the movie with that? Oh, no, I'm turning to goo. Oh, uh, Street Trash. Street Trash? That was, I like that movie. That wasn't bad. There was a lot of things to enjoy about the movie, like... Not many bad movies have. I mean, don't worry, it's not good. Yeah. Not many bad movies have a song that, or has a a, a song at the <laughs> end of the movie that, that's about a man turning to goop. You know? Yeah. So give me some more of that booze. So, in in order of, uh, from worst to uh, or from best to worst, uh, I can say that you know, in in ascending order of the timeline, it used to be. Uh, Ed Wood. Mm -hmm. Then it would be Lloyd Kaufman. Okay. Uh, then, uh, and now it's just a tie between Neil Breen and Bill Zabub. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say that, uh, cause again, each, I, I fear what the next generation brings. Like, I don't know how you get worse than Neil Breen. Like, I think Bill Zabub has been making movies longer than Neil Breen. Yeah. So it might go in the timeline. Uh, Ed Wood, maybe Roger Corman. Uh, yeah. Okay. Then, uh, Lloyd Kaufman. Lloyd Kaufman, which again, I watch trauma movies. I'm like, these are masterpieces compared, compared to, yeah. yeah. Then we have uh, Bill Zibub, and then Neil Breen is just the latest one. But I, I, I honestly don't know who's worse. It's, it's like, I don't know. Like, first, firstly, 
Beelzebub movies, as far as I could tell, don't star Beelzebub. No, he's just behind the behind the camera. Yeah, and I know the acting isn't great, but it's a shit ton better acting than whatever Neil Breen spits yeah, that, out. That's true, because Neil Breen wants to be the star of the Neil Breen movie. Yeah, and he. I is... just can't believe you committed suicide. I just can't believe you yeah. killed yourself. That was actually more passion than he put in that. Yeah, you 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 got you got. I got tone it you, down. You got too emotional. So, uh, please leave a comment, gentle viewer. If you found a a director who's put out like e even a step down from this, I want to we want to know because yeah. we have a problem. Like we say how much you know bad movies this sucks this yeah. sucks, but we just can't stop watching them. It's a sickness. Yeah, like we need and like I think what we are doing is we are looking for we are searching for something inside of ourselves. <laughs> we are searching for that that perfect bad movie. That is so awful that nothing can top. Like we, we want it, We're chasing a dragon. Yeah. Like I, 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 th I think we just keep on trying to find those movies that after we're done, we just have that pit, that that feeling in the pit of our stomach. Like in Pink Flamingos. Yeah. We, we started with Pink Flamingos. Uh, then we had it again with Master of Disguise. <laughs> Gosh, that's still good. Like yeah, Pink know. Flamingos. Even though I had the pit in my stomach, and we talked about it for. Like three hours yeah. in bed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now we talked about it for like three hours after yeah. that. Um, I still like I recognize this as like you know, damn it. There, yeah, there are funny par yeah, parts of it, and they're like I, John, uh, John Waters. John Waters had such a unique sense of humor, and it's on full display. And I just I I gotta respect that because yeah. I appreciate the sense of humor that he has. Like, it's John, you know, it's a movie directed by John Waters in his prime. It, it stars Divine in her prime. Yeah. And it is both fascinating and disgusting. It is, it may be one of the worst things that you can subject your body to. Yeah. And yet, like, if you, if you can go into this with a bit of a sense of humor, you will laugh at parts. You have to have yeah. a very, like, disturbed sense of humor. But I think all I think a lot of people have a very like they can laugh at a certain thing, but they have to really let their inner id out. Well, if, if you're going if you're watching Pink Flamingos in the first place, you're, you're you're not right in the head to begin with. To be fair, we didn't know how bad this was going to be. We uh, just heard it was a bad movie yeah. and we put it in the uh, put it in the DVD be player. Because in our defense, like John Waters also made Hairspray. Yeah, that's true. Like, all right, how and, bad? And that's that's a revered movie. How bad can you know? Pink Flamingos is kind of revered too. I think that's more notorious than uh. revered. <laughs> I think they called him Cecil B. Demented. Uh, when, <laughs> but it is like. But anyway, what do you think, audience? Leave us a comment and tell us what you think the worst director slash movie is. I know my yeah. least favorite worst movie. That I may never have. I will probably go for again for the podcast, but. What? Gummo. Oh yeah, I have a top three: Gummo, Kangaroo Jack, and Toys. Yeah, those are all those. And the funny thing is, that those are more mainstream movies. I know, like because you look at something like the doll that we saw yeah, yesterday. Yeah, that was awful. And yeah, it was pretty bad. But I mean, I didn't expect much out of it, especially when you have the same establishing yeah. shot with a dirty camera lens. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're not expecting this to go anywhere. And the fact that they even have, like an interesting line or a character every now and again. Yeah. Like, okay, the, like, I didn't, I expected nothing. My expectations were at the floor and you raised it up a centimeter. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, but toys, when you're like, 
Robin Williams. Robin Williams is a toy maker, and it's just that bad. It's like, man, my expectations were like there was more of a crash. Yeah, like this, not just Robin Williams. Robin Williams coming off the uh, the just coming out of Mrs. Doubtfire, like everyone was talking about Robin Williams. And this is how he. This and, is how he chose. And his... this is how he paid us back. <laughs> and Gummo is just a movie that I screamed at a you couple of times. You didn't scream. That it, it, it was, broke me. It was again inky black hatred. I no. I I, I screamed. I because I remember two times where oh, I just yeah. went. Ah! Oh, that's because, right. That's right. Because I couldn't. You couldn't handle it. No, it was it was so bad I just couldn't handle it. Like my but my my brain rejected it. Yeah, I remember. And uh, yeah, it, and yeah, it wasn't hatred. It was just terror. Yeah, like this, it was Peter Griffin being sh you know strapped up for the I don't believe it's not butter thing. Yeah, like I lost something inside myself that day. Uh, yep, uh, there's been a handful of movies that did that to you. I can only think of two. Uh, Gummo. Gummo. The Ouija experiment. Ouija experiment. Yep. And would you say, uh, would you would you say Hannibal Rising? Ooh, that's tough. Cause I, I, I would is a ah ah as bad as ah. Uh, is that the type of scream you had? I I, I don't know. I it, it might have been. I we're talking about the Verschecker Decker Decker Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember my reaction. It's all like it's all blur. Like, uh, that tells I you. I think I that tells us it. enough. I have repressed it. I I, I want to say it was it was almost. I want to say it was a, a hybrid reaction between, like it, you had a reaction of that between uh, Gummo and the Hug a Bunch. Yeah. Um. So it was it was in but like it was more anger than terror. Yeah. But it was still it was a mixture of both. Like I can't believe what I can't believe what I'm watching. I just can't yeah. believe what I'm watching. And me, the closest I've never bu I've never buckled. <laughs> I've never buckled. The closest I came was uh there was two close there was two instances that I, that I came close. One was across the universe. Oh yeah. And the other one was I married an axe so murder. I an axe so murder. I married an axe murder. Yeah, you you told me to leave the room. <laughs> Did I? You, you said like because I, I kept on doing the hello, and you're like, my blood pressure is just in my. I, yeah, my, I can my feel neck. my blood pressure in my neck. And like, if you don't stop, you're gonna have to leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that note, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, so, uh you know, from my viewing experience, from a layman's point of view. Uh, so far, this is probably the best in the series yet. Uh, soon we're going to be getting into the movies I projected, though. Mm -hmm. And that's going to just be... Um, it's going to be miserable. A bad time for you. And uh, But for now, uh, I thought it was alright. This is my now my favorite uh, Harry Potter movie, but when, uh, when I watch the other ones, I'll try to keep an open mind. Maybe I'll like the other ones better. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but anyway, I guess, I guess that'll do it. Uh, take it easy, everybody. A toodaloo. Battle of the Lewis Sophies.